everybody and welcome to another brand new edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new edition of the show. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time, but I'm always putting up extra reviews throughout the week. So the best way to stay up to date with all the reviews that I'm dropping, as well as my written reviews, TikToks, all that fun stuff, is to get subscribed to my link tree, which is linktr.com ee slash t scary movie if you get subscribed to the link tree again that'll get you directly to the video versions of the show through youtube to your audio only versions of the show through your favorite podcasting platforms and again as i mentioned the letterbox for my written reviews and my tiktok for my funny horror tiktok videos at least i think they're funny you'd have to tell me go get subscribed you can check them out there for yourself so what are we talking about tonight here y'all we are almost at the end of february and we're gonna hit another classic that i finally got around to seeing in ganja and hess but i also got some other great stuff coming up for you including i'm gonna be dropping my early review of dr jekyll starring Susie eddie izzard so you're gonna want to make sure you get subscribed for that because i got that coming up for y'all this week and then uh, we're jumping into march and i am gonna get into the spirit folks I'm going to be talking Leprechaun this month as well, too. So you got to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all the reviews that are coming out. But let's jump on into things here and let's talk about Ganja and Hess. Now, this is one that, uh, like a lot of the ones I've been watching lately, at least this year, that I've been meaning to get around to for a while because I absolutely love vampire movies. And this is one that I had very much been aware of for quite a bit, but it, not, it hadn't been one that I had taken the time to figure out how I was going to see it just because, uh, at least for a while, this was not easily accessible to get a copy of this movie. And in the last few years, it's become obviously a little bit easier. And not only that, it's a little bit easier to get online as well, too. And so I figured, you know what, if I'm going to hit a lot of these classics this month, it's time to jump into this one because no more excuses. We might as well get into one that a lot of y'all have talked about for quite a while at this point. And... I didn't really know what to come in expecting here because honestly, the fact that this is a movie obviously that was made in the early 70s, this is before we got the influence of the vampire culture that we have in film and television today. So this was gonna be one of the ones that set like a heavy precedence for what would come after that. And I mean, as in there, like you can pick out a lot of vampire films from like the, uh, from like honestly the, the 40s up. And you could find, uh, you know, one or two every decade that sort of has like these defining traits for a lot of films then following it. And after seeing Ganja and Hess, you know, and seeing the way that the film is really presented, tells this story about this uh, this uh, black anthropologist whose assistant attacks him one day in a murderous rage and stabs him with this ceremonial dagger that uh, turns him into a vampire. And this anthropologist had been uh, had been studying this uh, uh, what were they called the the uh, the the myth uh, Merthians, I think it is. I think it's the Merthians. This um uh, this African nation of blood drinkers. So it all kind of ties together that you know this dagger was kind of with like this uh with with this African nation, and you know obviously they were vampires, and using this dagger could very well turn somebody into the same thing. And then it turns out that's the case. And Doctor Doctor Hess Green, played by Dwayne Jones, who we should all know 
from Night of the Living Dead, where he played Ben, uh, is turned into a vampire. And the movie pretty much goes along with showing him living with this struggle of being a vampire. And it's interesting because having watched uh, like Vampire's Kiss recently, which very different vampire film, even from a lot of other ones that I typically watch, that film about this man who is just having this psychotic break and believes that he might be a vampire, whether he really is or not, he believes he is and like these attacks and these things kind of escalate in his life while he's trying to figure out what's going on. And Ganja and Hess, you know, it, it's uh, obviously a very different story to where this guy really is a vampire at this point. And he's come around to realizing what his life is going to be. And he doesn't really know what that means for anybody that's going to come into his life. But he ends up finding, you know, the possibility of something to make him still interested in this world when he meets the uh, wife of his assistant that basically caused all this in the first place, um, uh, uh, Ganja Mehta, played by Marlene Clark. And there's obviously this attraction there, and even though that Dr. Dr. Hess is responsible for the, uh, not responsible, but he plays a part in the death of, uh, in the death of Ganja's husband, the two of them still uh, inexplicably end up together. They're drawn together, and that ends up with Ganja being turned into a vampire herself. And the rest of the film, it's kind of interesting based on the time period of it, um, very much seems like the way that disease is treated in a lot of black cultures to where it seems very taboo throughout the entire film and the vampirism is not, it's not sexy. It's really not sexy in this film at all. And of course, you know, we're in a period to where that wasn't really what we should be expecting from vampire films at the time either. Like, you know, now there's very much a, a large, large worth of sex appeal in any vampire film that you're really going to see. But this wasn't that back then. This is played very much as almost disgusting, almost as bottom dwelling, bottom feeding, and that you're the lowest of the low. And that juxtaposition is very, very interesting because obviously, you know, we're looking at a black cast and this is a black story. And there's a lot being said by like the where this is all presented and these characters and the way that they're shown. And granted, do I think it will hit folks as hard as like, you know, a very, very fast paced, scary, brutal vampire film? Probably not. Like even in comparison to something like last year's Last Voyage of the Demeter to where we're obviously inkling towards a point of Dracula getting to, you know, uh, getting to London and everything that's going to happen in the rest of like the novel and all and all that goes with that. Here in Ganja and Hess, you know, it, it kind of feels like you're waiting until the characters are saying that's it and they've had it with this life at this point. It's a very, very depressing story. And throughout the film, you know, we get these shots of uh, of this church to where um, Doctor Doctor Hess's uh, Doctor Hess's chauffeur works uh, as a uh, works as a reverend. And we keep seeing these shots throughout the film, and I guess it's it's obviously foreshadowing of what what we're gonna get towards the end of the movie, but also to show that um, there's there's some kind of some not honor honor is not the right word redemption I think is the word that I'm looking for that there's a very heavy selling point of redemption here, and that no matter all this evil that has entered your life and that has taken over everything that there can still be a way out of that. There can still be a way to rise up, uh, rise up against it. So it's literally presenting like good versus evil in this film. And 
I do realize that this movie has quite a few different interpretations out there about it. I know that there's a different cut of this film when they redid it and cut a chunk of it out called Blood Couple, which I did not see that version. I did see the original version, which is very, uh, a very hectic to say the least. Now it's very disorientating watching, watching this film for sure, but I do believe that it's something to where you can absolutely pick up what the filmmaker, uh, Phil, Bill Gunn is really trying to tell in this story it's very it, it's very gripping honestly and a very different vampire film than anybody is watching today honestly like i don't think this is obviously one that you're going to show to your teenage crowd and they're going to jump all into it but i do think that after watching decades of vampire films at this point because you know i'm in my late 30s and thinking about that the fact that um, we've kind of been conditioned to what these movies are, that they're almost like action films a lot of the times, the way they're presented. And this very much seemed... Um, uh, I, I don't I don't know the way to say it, but like because uh, a Gonzo presentation isn't isn't the right description of it, and it's not even a lot like Dar like it, it's somewhat like Dario Argento in a way. Um, I felt in the way that the violence is like very much positioned and the blood especially, but it, it's also not. I don't know. It's it, it's just such a very very different vampire film than what I've ever seen before, and I think that's probably one of the most charming things about this movie. That said, if you can get a chance to check this out, you really really should so you can kind of see where we came from you know 40 years ago 50 years ago to where we are now in this medium so go and check out ganja and hess let me know what you think in the comment section because i'm curious if y'all are feeling the same way about a lot of the comparisons that i'm making and about like the the power the power that's kind of coming from this story as well too let me know in the comment section and make sure to hit that subscribe button because again folks i got great reviews coming up for you besides this one this week here and you're not going to want to miss them either way I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to hit that like button, folks. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey, everybody. Looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW.